Hello and welcome everybody to the Meeting Gold podcast. Mitchell just came here today and it's been hard to get you on because we we both have tight schedules, but uh, it's I can tell it's going to be worth it, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Listen, Mitchell is kind of doing everything right now. This guy's killing it in, in being a mortgage agent. He's uh, what, what else do you do? Give us, give well, us a little rundown, uh, the audience here. I'll give you a little uh, brief bio on myself. Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in uh, Niagara Falls, which is my hometown. I recently just moved my uh, children and uh, wife. So I have three kids. I got a beautiful wife. Uh, we moved to Port Coburn. So I call it the south coast of uh, Niagara. <laughs> and, uh, take, you know, hey, take pride in it, right? 100%. My, uh, my full-time job is uh, I sell uh, liquor. So Smirnoff, Crown Royal, Captain Morgan, uh, Bailey's, all the big brands. Uh, to local restaurants and uh, establishments, but my uh, my love was um, I really wanted to get into finance. Right, I, I love the finance industry. I love the financial industry itself, and I wanted to get into mortgages. Right, like I love real estate. Right, I think I've yeah. uh, bought and sold this five or six houses now in the past eight years, nine years, and uh, I, I wanted to find out more. I wanted to learn more, and. Um, I did it out of necessity, right? I wanted to learn my own mortgage. Right, right. I wanted to help people. So you wanted to, you know, it seems like you kind of like doing things yourself, which is, there's no problem with that because you you can certainly do them well, I can tell. So, you know, how did that kind of start for you in terms of like wanting to be diversified? Because it seems like you do a good job at that is, is I want to get into real estate, but I also want to have a backbone here. Like that kind of thing, like diversifying your income, but also diversifying, you know, what you're doing. So if one thing, you know, Maybe it's a slower season. You can kick it on for another thing kind of thing. Like what's the thought process behind diversifying yourself through business? Yeah, I'll tell you my, uh, my why. Yeah. Right? So when I was, uh, when I was younger, uh, I, always, I always had a goal. I always wanted to be Jerry Maguire. That was my <laughs> goal, right? Um, Wait, but, for anybody who doesn't know, who's Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire was a sports agent. It was all about uh, show me the money, right? So I wanted to work in the sports industry. I thought right. it was the life of luxury. Um, but you know, at a young age, you get a rude awakening, right? So when I was 14 years old, I ended up losing my father to a car accident. Wow. So, you know, almost 21 years he's been gone. So my, my father's death pushed me to either go in one direction or the other. I chose, let's focus on school. Let's focus on my family. I got a, I got a younger sister and my mother and my uh, stepfather took a bigger role into my development. So when I was uh, 19 years old, I was the youngest guy in the sports and entertainment industry. I worked at the Hamilton Bulldogs, American Hockey League. That's incredible, man. Which I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, so it was the, <laughs> the boyhood dream. But then the Bulldogs sold off their um, sales department to uh, the city of Hamilton. I ended up losing my job. So out wow. of uh, necessity, I said, okay, what am I going to do? Um, right, I got into different sales jobs, and then I found a, a great job in the liquor industry. But my why was about a year ago, uh, you know, about a year ago, I got uh, diagnosed with a rare uh, thyroid condition. Uh, my wife and I and, and children, uh, you know, hope for the best. And, uh, you know, we originally thought it was cancer. Right. Um, it wasn't. Uh, so the thyroid condition, it was, it's going to be, it's unbeatable. I, c- I can never beat it. It's called Graves' disease. Okay. So there's meds for that. And I said to my, my wife, what, do, what am I going to do? Right. I, why? Why am I in existence? What am I going to leave my children? Right, I, I love the business what I mean, but, but I have? want more. Yeah, right. Yeah. I always tell my kids, you got to have more. You want to have more. Want to push yourself. Uh, I went back to school. I actually took uh, finance diploma at Sheridan College. It's supposed to take two years. It took me four months to get. 
Wow. Went Wait, back, so how old were you there? 35 years old. <coughs> went, back, wow. went back to school. Um, went to Niagara College, took uh, another program there. Got, got it in four months also. It'll take two years. I went back, got my Canadian professional sales certificate. And I said to my wife, I want more. I want to get my mortgage license. Yeah. And here's why I want to get it. I want to be able to do my own mortgage. And I wanted to be able to help family, friends, and anybody that was referred to me. And I want to give them the best possible experience for them. And I want to put them first. It's not about me. It's about them. Right. So that's right. my why is I want to help people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the relationship business. It, it 100%. And I was going to ask you, cause like you getting into sales, that's a, that's a big thing. Was your dad in sales at all? Or like, was that something in the family or was you kind of pioneering that? Uh, my, my mother wasn't in sales. My, my father was not in sales. My stepdad not in sales. My family was never in sales. I wanted to get into it because I saw the life of flexibility, mm-hmm. right? If I were to have kids, like, you know, a lot of people, no one would really know this. My daughters, um, they were a hundred, one in a hundred thousand to make it. Wow. Um, you know, they were a rare twin. Uh, they made it. They're eight years old now. Uh, we had to go for, you know, 85 tests with my kids Right, they came out 32, 32 weeks, and they came out three pounds uh, ten ounces. Wow! Uh, now you look at them and you forget all about it. But if yeah. I wasn't in sales, I wouldn't have the flexibility to drive back and forth to Hamilton to take my wife for the test and right. to see my kids and uh, stay in the Ronald McDonald house with my wife and kids. And that's a big one. Is like you know, a lot of people like the flexibility, even for free time. But for you, it was for family being able to. I mean, like you just said, be flexible, have that extra time and to kind of maneuver your schedule around the more important things, right? For sure. Which is something that a lot of people, I guess, you know, forget about or don't set aside time for, right? Is even, even if you're in the, uh, even if you're in like sales or, or something that, that allows for a little bit more flexibility, it's hard to set aside time for family, for friends to just take a break. And, you know, it, it actually is skillful to be able to do that. A lot of people are just workaholics and they don't know how to take a break. And it's actually, I admire that is that you knew I want to support my family. I need to be there. Right. And that was something that you, you set aside time for. So what, like you knew you want to get into sales. Was it hard starting out in terms of financially? Like this is something I'm starting to pick up or was it like, you're kind of booming right out the gate with the Hamilton Bulldogs getting into sales. And then you got into the liquor industry sales just went phenomenal from there or was it like a tough road leading up well, to what is when now I were, when i were for the bulldogs right i uh, i was on 100 commission i went there with my resume and said here i'll work on 100 commission you're not going to pay me a salary you were that confident eh? I, 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 I i wanted to be in the industry so bad i was willing to do whatever it takes yeah yeah right that's sort of my motto is i will work harder i will push myself harder right and and i believe in um like signs right right so i'm all about um you know signs and i'm all about the number 13 right I'll, I'll give you you know of the you know the why behind the sales and what kind of pushes me yeah so I, on my arm like i wear both i wear 13 pieces of jewelry all the time right <laughs> it's it's my father's number um we found though 13 years to my father's past and we we're having twins wow okay my wife went the next day for uh coffee or change was 13 13 my daughters were born at 13 13 june 13 2013 three pounds 13 ounces are you serious? Unbelievable. Yeah, right? So I fully believe in the science, right? So, you know, for me, the Bulldogs, it was my dad. My dad loved the Montreal Canadiens, so it was a sign from him. Okay, let's push it. I'm going to go. I'm going to believe in myself, right? And 
Uh, from that, I sold the first ever suite that a sales guy ever sold with the Bulldogs. It normally was handled by the director of corporate sales or director of sales. I sold that. I think it was $20,000 a year. Sold that. I was on 100% commission. I think my first paycheck was $350 bi-weekly. Wow. Didn't even cover my gas to get there. But I did it for the love. I was still living at home. After that, I got into uh, like facility sales. And then from that, I sold pharmaceuticals at a company in Oakville. Unbelievable company. But when you hear the words, you're having high-risk twins, you make a decision. And I was very lucky. A good friend of mine uh, was in the food industry. Right. I got into food sales. and um, Like you know, B2B, sort of. Like yeah, B2B sales. Uh, basically uh, selling uh, commercial food and you know regular day food to uh, restaurants. Right. Sort of like a Cisco with GFS. I worked for Summit Foods. It was the fourth biggest distributor. I remember the story. Everyone says, how are you going to be fourth best? No, no, I'm number one. Yeah. I'm get to number one. So I took the territory to like 2.7 million, 2.8 million. I think the highest ever at Summit was a million dollars. So then a great friend of mine, uh, Brian White, said, Mitch, I got a great job for you. It's in the liquor industry. Um, I want you to interview for it. So I ended up interviewing for it. Ended up getting it. Seven years later, I'm still there. I've won rep of the year three years. You're uh, loving it. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great company, right? But again, I wanted something to do, you know, at night when my daughters are gymnastics, when my daughters are, you know, at dance, my daughters are horseback riding. I wanted more and I wanted to say, do I have a backup plan just in case? And I wanted them, I wanted to be in the mortgage industry so bad uh, because I wanted to know my options of my own mortgage, yeah. my family's mortgage, friends and family. So like being informed was a big one for you. That's it, man. It's yeah. all about information. If you have more information, you are that much ahead of somebody else. That's true. That's true. And it's a good way to look at it, especially in anything. So, you know, let me ask you that. Like, I'll hold you to that is like what, you know, coming into sales, why are you so much better than the average person? Like what makes you that level higher is do you have more information on the company before you call them? Or like, what does that kind of look like for you, that process? It's not, uh, it's not being better, right? I, I think I'm more uh, analytical, right? So, right. you know, when I was in the food industry, I would break everything down in cost per ounces, right? I would spreadsheet everything, right? Even when we, you know, bought and sold houses for my wife, I knew everything down to the penny of how much everything was going to cost because I spreadsheeted everything. Are you serious? It's all, it's all about spreadsheets. all yeah, about, yeah. you know, the fine tuning of things, even in this industry, right? We get all the data for all the restaurants and it's about breaking it down cost per ounce here's what's going to cost here's how much the savings are going to be and here's how the go-to-market strategy is going to be just like you know when i got into the mortgage industry how am i going to do it why am i doing it and can i make it work where i can do both right and i can because at the end of the day i'm organized and everything's about analytics right Every, everybody wants to know how much their mortgage payment is going to be that's true yeah they want to see it on paper they just don't want you to tell them they want to see it, right? How can I pay the mortgage down faster? Is there a strategy, right? And it's about looking at the strategy. And again, it's, you know, typical agents uh, will say, oh, the best thing for you is a five-year. It's not, right? It is, but it's not about you. It's about them. If they say, I want to go to a three-year mortgage, I'll do it. If they say, I want to go to, uh, you know, a two-year, no problem. It's about them. If they have a strategic goal where, you know, they're doing a new build and they're going to sell it within two years. We'll look at the best option for them 
over that within two years. that two years. Hundred percent. Right. Right. And again, it's not it's not about me. It's about getting the referral in the end. Yeah. So I might yeah. not make as much as I should on that deal, but out of that, I might get three, four referrals. And that's that's the biggest thing. Is like um, to talk business now is like when you are working for somebody, whether it's in <laughs> video, me, or you know, mortgages or liquor or something, whatever it is. Being able to recognize that I'm not going to try to squeeze a client for like a little bit more money because it's just not worth it, right? It's just not worth it. What's an extra, you know, like, like honestly, why squeeze somebody when you, when they would rather say, when you would rather them say, Hey, to their friend, you know, Sam or Mitchell does a really good job at said thing, right? You should go check them out. It's, it's worth way more referrals worth way more than the, you know, couple extra hundred bucks or whatever it is that you could have gotten trying to squeeze them 100% right because you know I say this to, to other people I've said it to my wife is you're getting taxed on the money anyways that's so if true you're gonna squeeze them for an extra 10 bucks would, would you squeeze them for an extra six bucks is this six dollars really worth it in the end yeah it's not and that's how I built it right so far just in the mortgage thing it's been it's been all referral based and it's been all word of mouth right you start with one and you're up to three. Then you go from three to five, seven to nine, uh, and so on. And, and you know, I did the same thing in my own businesses, looking at, you know, in liquor business. Who's my A client? Who's my B? Who's my C? And who's my D? How can I move the D up to a C, C up to a B, B up to an A, an A up to an A plus, and grow it that way, right? And, you know, grow the share. When I was in the food industry, same thing. Spreadsheet. I'd have a basically Bristol board. Okay, here's an account, account A. This is the percentage of market we're getting right now. Okay, do we have this? Do we have this? Do we have this? Do we have, and it's just picking away and building the relationships and finding a way. And there's there's always a reason, is what a good friend of mine told me years ago. There's always a reason they're either going to buy off you or they're not. Right. You need to find out that reason and the why. Yeah. Because really, I could have a better deal. Right? And it's like when you're car shopping, the guy might have a better deal. There's a why you're not buying off that person. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's so true. And I admire the fact that you're very analytical because I think a lot, like, I try to talk a little bit about it now and I certainly have to do a better job at it. But like keeping track of your, your spending habits, your finances, just in general, will make you that much better at managing, you know, your money. And it's actually quite interesting because it's like when you know how much money you're spending on food, let's say, a month, just on random stuff, right? You kind of look at it and like, wait, I'm spending way too much money. I got to slow down and then it actually helps you save money, right? So managing your finances is a big one to actually saving the money that's coming in rather than just going out, spending it, not knowing where you're spending it, not even remembering paying cash, whatever it looks like, not even tracking it, right? I, it's really Great. interesting that you're super analytical. Like what, what was the process for you? Like getting it, were you always like that? Was your parent, were your parents like that? Like what, what was that? Why so analytical? Well, I think, um, you know, going uh, to school at, you know, at a young age and, uh, Looking at it, right, you got to look at, okay, look at all the class you're taking. You're taking economics. You're taking, you're doing Excel. You're doing computers. You're doing this. Okay. But what's my next step? What about right. when I want to go into the real world? Right? What about when I want to do this? So, right, when I went to the Bulldogs, I didn't start with spreadsheets. They said, okay, this is how we're going to do everything. Everyone's tracked via Excel. Everyone's tracked through this. This is how you're going to do your sales force. This is how we're going to do databases. So, really, for me, that was the the wow moment. Um but now, really, it's, you know, I fine-tune it because if you see it on paper, seeing it is believing it. Yeah. If you're saying it, it's just, it's just, it's just hot air. 
But at the end of the day, I want to see it to believe it. I want to see the savings. Actions speak louder than words. You got it, man. Same thing goes for finance, right? 100%. And, you know, it's same in golf, right? It's, uh, what is it? Put, drive for show, oh. putt for dough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? The putting's the most important thing in the game. A lot of people don't practice that. Where the spreadsheeting, the analytics, not a lot of people practice that. They practice the, you know, I'm so-and-so, here's my business card, here's this, and they're doing the, you know, the cat and the rabbit sort of, uh, you know, cat in the hat and the magic tricks. Yeah. No, you got to see it on paper because the client's eventually going to ask for that on paper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and and to the audience out there, like, no matter how much money you have, whether you're making $200 a month or, or you know, 200 grand a year, it doesn't matter, right? Keep track of your finances because it's a good habit to have. You'll understand where you're spending your money and you'll be able to make more. Like if you really think about it, that is like, how can I make more money, Mitchell? Oh, well, realistically, it's easy. Start by creating a spreadsheet and figuring out how much money you're wasting. Yeah, no, I I agree with that, right? It's also looking at different options, right? Are you, you know, do you have, you know, life insurance? I'm using an example, right? Everyone needs life insurance. Everyone's like, I'm not going to die. You need life insurance, right? How much is that going to cost? How much coverage am I going to get? Is it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. Yep. Right? Uh, do I need this? Uh, maybe I don't need this extra spend. I can put it towards, you know, the down payment of a house. Or I could put it towards this, right? Everyone says the car is the worst investment. It is, but it's a daily necessity. It's yeah. To buy a it's car. like a, what do they call it? Like a necessary evil kind of yes. thing, right? It's like insurance. Necessary evil. Yes. Yes. Right? You do, you can't live without it. Yeah. Um, maybe people can't live without cars, but I don't, I, I don't agree with it. But... It's a necessary evil. Yep, 100%. Well, Mitchell, we're coming close to our time here. However, I want to get into a little bit about, you know, you being that 14-year-old boy, your dad passing away, unfortunately. Um, that obviously really affected you, but you went down a good road after that. That, that pushed you to go down a good road. But I feel like, you know, I don't have experience in that, but a lot of people would choose to go down a bad road and it would really negatively affect them. I'm sure it was hard, but you seem like you've found the positive in that and you've really moved on to, to you know better things of what your dad would want you to do yep. um to somebody out there like somebody lost their dad or, or their parents maybe not at 14 maybe at 20 25 and and you know they're looking for direction what would you say to them to encourage them to find you know their purpose again for me right it's um you know now looking at it's um you know with the clearer lens right for the first couple of years i was mad right i was mad about it right why yeah. By him, why did it? But then it's like, okay, you look at, I'm still alive. How can I make it a purpose to live uh, my life and still keep him in my life, right? Still yeah. remember the good times? Like, you know, my wife and I started a golf tournament in his name. We started a scholarship in his name, which no longer, no longer exists because really with three young kids, you don't have a lot of time to do that, right? The yeah. Curricular with that. Um, honestly, uh, for me, yeah, it's a touchy subject. Um, have a support group, right? Like my mother was great, right? My stepdad was great, right? Is talking it out and hearing the great stories about, you know, that loved one. Yeah. That really bl- brings closure, right? Go there, right? Like for me, I go to the cemetery, see my dad, right? It just might be me by myself, but that's my closure. And it just might be sitting there having a beer with him. That's it. Yeah. Or just leaving a beer there or bringing him after a golf round, bringing him the golf ball. And that's my closure. And it's that aha moment where it's, okay, my dad was just here. You know, I pulled out of, uh, I pulled out the cemetery a couple weeks ago and there was a school bus that passed me or like that was in front of me. It was uh, the thing on it was 13. So Are was you like, serious? Okay, oh my right God. Now he was driving yeah. down, uh, 
Lundy's Lane the other day, and the license plate was 13 Mike. My dad's name was Mike. His number was 13. So it's that moment where he always knows you're there. So the person you lose, you look at the thing that is was their call to action or something that you will remember about them. So with my father, it was it was the number 13. Was so not, you know, it was his number. Yeah, and he pushed that number to me. He pushed it to my sister. My sister, you know, obviously wore 17, but I, I was 13 all the way through, and. You know, even the new house that I bought, across the street from me, the guy's got a trailer in the driveway. It's number 13 right in the driveway. So I oh see it every God. day. I leave the house. And, you know, we pass, in uh, my new subdivision, we pass Michael Drive four times on the way to school. That was my dad's name. So my father's always watching out for us. So um, to anybody out there, it's looking at the person taking all the positives out. Right, not looking at you know it's negative. Yeah, I, I lost a family member, but it's pushing through and remembering them for the good times. That's you my, you couldn't have said it any better, Mitchell. And I know Thanks. it's a touchy subject, so I really do appreciate you coming on that. But you know, it's worth it, right? If uh, if somebody's listening to this and they're uh, they're struggling with the same thing, so that's why I appreciate you you know being honest about it. But uh, no um, one last thing: what does the future? kind of look like like I know you're a big family guy and I know you were talking about uh your daughters and how there's one a dolphin fan cowboys fan and then yeah. you're a saints fan and then some bills fans in the house too so there's a for sure there's a fair bit of a mix there but uh can you kind of talk about like the future of you know maybe do you want to keep your family here in the Niagara area um job wise what does that look like do you really know are you a big planner in that or you kind of just going with the flow kind of thing well, I know for sure my family uh, will stay in the region. Yep. Um, you know, we're born and raised here. My wife and I, my wife's a thorough girl. Um, but right now, like, listen, we love Port Coburn. It's a small town. It's great. You know, it's some, there's something to be said about a small town where, you know, you go to the grocery store and nobody really knows your name. It's not like Cheers. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually like that. Uh, it's great because you can turn off the business aspect of something for a couple hours, even a couple days. Um, and, and job wise, listen, I love what I'm doing right now. I wouldn't change anything for yeah, the world. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing and I really, um, love the flexibility I have with my current job. And then, you know, at night and, you know, weekends doing the, you know, the mortgage uh, agent and the mortgage business, because I love that also. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, that's where I'm going to go, uh, career wise and my family's going to stay put because, Really moving, moving them now. Uh, when they love the house, they love the school. Like their school's got 140 kids. There's 10 kids in their class. Wow! It's oh my incredible. god! You don't get that anywhere in the region. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the best thing, and we were meant to be there. Like I said, we're passing uh, Michael Drive four times. It's it's unheard of. That's incredible. Right? Well, I can tell you, uh, you're a big relationship guy. Whether it's with family or or clients or friends, you uh, you value all of them. So it it goes to show, and you know, businesses relationships. 100% man you just hit the nail on that business yeah. is all about relationships 100% Don't yeah them you won't make it yeah exactly exactly well on that note Mitchell thank you so much like seriously man thank you so much for thanks for having me of course thanks for joining us um just like Mitchell we have some incredible guests lined up as well um we've got some podcasts being pumped out now too so stay tuned and uh thanks for listening guys that's a wrap Thank you for listening to this week's Golden Guest on the Meeting Gold Podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, make sure to check out our other content on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, make sure to leave us a follow while you're there. Thanks, and have a golden day.